Okay, uh, joining us on the program now is um, a lady who's responsible for the development of Lot 14 uh, down there on um, on North Terrace, the site of the old Royal Adelaide Hospital, uh, Diane Dixon. Diane, good afternoon and welcome. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Oh well, uh, we were intrigued. I mean, you're transforming the uh, the site of the uh, old Royal Adelaide Hospital into a, a collaborative precinct that is accelerating the state's innovation, entrepreneurship, research, education, culture, and tourism. Tell us about the uh, the plans for Lot 14. We uh, see the development going on, but I've got to say, not a lot of us know exactly what the um, uh, what's planned for that to uh, that site down there. Yeah, sure. Um, well, we're actually entering a really exciting stage now. Um, a lot of the hoardings come down, but hopefully uh, people do feel they can come into the site and it's really becoming an exciting and energised location with a lot of like-minded, passionate individuals and companies. Um, we've got that initial piece of infrastructure for people to actually come into the precinct with the her- beautiful heritage buildings along Lot 14, which are now um, all full with people working in them. We've got nearly a 1,000 people working within all those heritage buildings already and then behind there is, there is still some demolition work going on from the old hospital site but also some plans for some new construction to start from this year as well so we're moving now from that early setup stage um, into some more of the new delivery for additional companies um, and um, people to come into the precinct and as I say we've already got a thousand we're aiming for at least six thousand in the longer term and we're really seeing it working in terms of People from different disciplines, different industries, different research areas, coming together, forming commercial partnerships, working with global partners as well. And this is really what's going to help um, us focus in those areas of space, defence, high-tech and creative industries to boost the economy. And we're, we're aiming by 2028 to have boosted the, the SA economy um, by about $3.5 billion. So we really can't underestimate the value of these types of innovation and collaboration precincts. And I think um, SA should be very proud of what's already been achieved considering the, the site was a fully functioning hospital not so long ago. Diane, your official title is uh, State Project Lead for Lot 14 down there on North Terrace. If you don't mind my asking, what's uh, what's your background in this field? Uh, from where originally and some of the places you might have worked in? Okay. Um, well, originally from London, um, nearly 20 years mm-hmm. ago, working on a lot of um, sports facility-based infrastructure work and um, sort of stakeholder management, promotion and marketing. Um, and then when I relocated to Queensland um, from the UK, I was fortunate enough to work for the city of Gold Coast and worked in their economic development area and also their major projects area and then combined the two to really look at places where we could look at regenerating, reinvigorating and revitalising sites to create economic and social value and benefits. Um, And my most recent project there was the Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct, uh, which was part of the Commonwealth Games legacy from 2018. So there was a lot of planning in the years up to that. So it's a lot about stakeholder management, bringing people on the journey, working out what the value for them and how we can actually really focus on the strengths of an area. So the, the areas I was working on there are very different to here in terms of the industry sector. So it's very important to stay true to what you're known for globally and where you've got those emerging strengths and really work to drive research, company development and ultimately job creation. 
138, we're talking with uh, Diane Dixon. Diane is the lady. Well, effectively responsible for the development of uh, of Lot 14 down there on um, North Terrace. Diane, before you you arrived here in Adelaide, there was so much speculation, all sort of, there was going to be a hotel, it was going to be perhaps a home to one of the football clubs. I mean, all sorts of uh, speculation and rumours were flying around about the place. The um, Eventually, there'll be a, a what, a 16-storey uh, development down there at Lot 14. Is that right? Yeah, that's the part of the Adelaide City deal. So there, there's been a significant amount of work done across Adelaide in a variety of city deal projects. But at Lot 14, we're fortunate to have the Entrepreneur and Innovation Centre, which will be a 16-storey building that will be built in the centre of the precinct. So really a beacon and a flagship to not only bring research from universities, but to now enable companies, people to come in, share um, information and ideas, come up with global solutions um, in the innovation hub component and then the remainder of the building will be very much focused in high-tech and defence-based companies. So not a straight commercial build. This is very focused to stay true to the industry sectors that we're focused on here. Um, And then we'll also have um, an international centre for food, hospitality and tourism studies um, starting construction hopefully as well this year. And then obviously um, that's been in the media quite recently, the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre. So that's the next wave of infrastructure that will be delivered. So it's a constantly evolving, ever-changing site. It pretty much changes every day in some way. And you say that uh, early work will start about the middle of this year and hopefully uh, being on schedule will uh, will open in about um, sometime in 2023. Diane, who are some of the uh, who are some of the tenants already that you've got lined up for lot 14? Well, so as I say, we've got all of the heritage buildings now fully activated. The final one comes online in June. So we, we already have the Australian Space Agency, the, the University of Adelaide's Australian Institute for Machine Learning, uh, the Australian Cyber Security Collaboration Centre, uh, an MIT uh, Big Data Living Lab. We have Stone and Chalk as an um, innovation and startup um, company operating the innovation startup hub that we have here already. Um, and we have a defence and space landing pad. So there's a lot of um, research and collaboration bodies that are driving innovation, but we also have a range of range of tenants that are already based here as well. Um, and some of note would be the likes of um, Miriota, who are a, a leader in um, data connectivity. Um, Innovor Technologies, who are a leader in um, space technologies, um, particularly satellite mission solutions. And the things that are great about Lot 14 is, uh, is when companies like the two of them have recently come together with the SmartSat um, CRC, the research centre that's based here at Lot 14, to actually make the announcements around um, launching um, the first satellite by a state government, which will be made here at Lot 14 and then launched by the state government. So that's where the amazing things happen by having these sort of tenants co-located so they can really share ideas that come together to come up with that solutions that are, that are real-life solutions of value to the world. Diane, for a project as big as this and as far-reaching as this, uh, there's obviously a, a lot of money involved. Are we talking about state government finance or do the federal government contribute something towards the development of Lot 14? Yeah, sure. So um, between the state government and the Australian government, there's a combined investment of $722 million in the project today. Wow. Um, 
Part of that is uh, the $551 million Adelaide City deal, of which $150 million is what the Commonwealth are actually contributing um, to Lot 14, um, those three specific projects that I, I mentioned that will hopefully start construction this year. So, yes, it's a significant amount of investment, but that's where when we look at the economic value it has to SA, which will be that $3.5 billion over the lifetime of the precinct once it's fully built out. So it's putting... That's and I'm coming from another state... Um, as well. It's where I think um, South Australia needs to be really proud that they've had such strong leadership, commitment to a project, and then two levels of government really committing to making that happen and keeping the vision very clear on what they're trying to achieve. I understand, of course, that in addition to innovation and research down at Lot 14, you you touched on it briefly, it's also being developed as a, a major tourism destination. Can you tell us exactly what that would incorporate as a, a tourist destination? How do you mean? Yeah, sure. And that's as well what gives it a, a bit of a difference to various other innovation precincts around the country and the globe. Um, so obviously the, it was a hospital site previously and Parkland's before there, but the really critical thing that, that I'm really keen for people to know is that 70% of the total of the seven hectare, hectare site will still remain publicly accessible and 50% of the site will be um, publicly accessible parklands that have been landscaped. for, And that's where we really want the community to engage with Lot 14. So that's the starting point, but also we've got things like like the Space Discovery Centre, uh, which is a mini Questacon um, and Mission Control Centre opening um, at the end of next month. And they're really focused on getting young children and school-aged children um, understanding what opportunities there are in space in terms of careers and STEM disciplines, but also looking to the future as well, the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre, which will be um, constructed by 2024 and fully operational in early 2025, is really a phenomenal opportunity to draw on the amazing collections and community stories that we have here in SA and use it as a way to showcase that in, in quite a unique manner. So that facility won't just be about static displays and artwork, it'll also be about performance, language, education and research. Um, so really trying to find new ways of both engaging with um, the non-Aboriginal communities, but for the Aboriginal communities to be able to take leadership and really guide the direction and be part of that facility going forward. Diane, the thing that sounds sexy to a lot of people is when you when you talk about a, a space program. I mean, how involved and how uh, what exactly will that incorporate? It sounds wonderful, but we're we're thinking, hang on a minute or so. How can you have a a space program uh, smack bang in the middle of town? So in terms of the Space Discovery Centre or the, mm. the businesses that we have here. So we've got the Space Discovery Centre, which will be somewhere where school parties can come in, the general public can come in, and they can actually go on a journey learning what what we space is, is a bit of a mystery to many in terms of what does that mean in terms of future career paths and build, building businesses of the future. And so that's really an opportunity for a small showcase of what is happening and introducing children into those career pathways. And then we already have those companies such as Miriota and Innovore and Newman's and the SmartSat CRC. So we already have activities going on here. So it's becoming a real base for, I suppose, knowledge creation and innovation in space technologies and then trying to use that, having it here in Adelaide so it's accessible to people for them to come and learn more about that and where they can play a part in it or even have a future career in it. 
If you have a question about Lot 14, we're talking to the lady who's in charge of the development of the whole thing, Diane Dixon. Give us a call now, 8223-0000, and you can put the question directly to the lady in charge of the whole thing, Pilko, on this Monday afternoon. It's just on 13 minutes to 2 now. You can go everywhere, man, at the Let's Go Caravan and Camping Show, man. Caravans, campers, RVs, camping accessories, plus even more four-wheel drive gear. Starts Wednesday and Sunday. Buy tickets online at caravanandcampingsa.com.au. Let's go. Leanne talks about why she's moving to On the Park at Bowdoin. Oh, look, it's about lifestyle. My apartment is the perfect balance of location and low-maintenance luxury. So you're downsizing? Oh, well, I call it right-sizing. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Having the park and plant four right at my door, uh, the views, my beautiful kitchen. That's more than one thing. (laughs) I know. On the Park, Bowdoin. Move into the next stage of your life. Visit onthepark.com.au I never thought living in a time and village would work for me. That's <laughs> not my thing. Well, it turns out I didn't really know what I was saying no to. Retire Australia Communities offer me the lifestyle I want with a support community that really matters to me. It's independent living with a safety net. Go see for yourself. Visit retireaustralia.com.au and find your new home at Barton Vale Retirement Village in Enfield. Who can fix the shower? Service today. Who can fix the power? Service today. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service today. From emergency plumbing to electrical and heating and cooling, no matter what size job you need, at Service Today, the answer will always be yes, we can. It's Service Today guaranteed or it's free. Can you fix the shower? Yes, we can. Can you fix the power? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service Today. Look out for our bright yellow trucks. You've selected your block up on the York Peninsula and now you just want to be there every weekend. Selector Homes have been building transportable homes for over 25 years. They have a huge range of designs and importantly their team really listen and are totally flexible with design options. You're not only selecting a fixed price with no hidden costs, you're selecting the best weekends ever. Selector Homes and Building Solutions Display Village, Port Wakefield Road, Burton. Visit selectorhomes.com.au. IGA Shop Scratch Win is back. One in five chance to win real prizes with every $30 spent. While you're there, get handy ultra twin pack or double length paper towel one pack, $1.75. Half price. And morning fresh dishwashing liquid, 900ml varieties, $3.75. Also half price. Shop Scratch Win now at IGA. While stocks last, prices at IGA stores only until Feb 16. See website for T's and C's. Permit number SAT201284. How far would you go for your dream kitchen? And how far would you go to not deal with organising all the trades? How about 15 minutes up the freeway to Balhanna Kitchens by Design? To the largest showroom in the Adelaide Hills. Custom build your dream with our award-winning designers. Plus, we can manage the installation and all sub-trades at a fixed price. Balhanna Kitchens by Design. It's not too far to go to make your dream a reality. Balhannakitchens.com.au Macular degeneration is Australia's leading cause of blindness. If you're over 50, have an eye test and macular check. Early detection is vital. You can have the very early signs without even knowing. Information, guidance and support is only a phone call away. Call the Macular Disease Foundation on 1-800-111-709 for a free macular degeneration information kit. 
scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, nearly 10 minutes to 2, a ripper of a day, we'll get to about 30, warms up as the week goes on, 33 for tomorrow, 36 in the middle of the week, 36 on Thursday, and about 35 on Friday for the beginning of the uh, of the fringe. The good news is the good weather, the start of the fringe will continue over the weekend, so no mention of rain, but uh, for today, around about 30, we'll check in some detail with the Bureau just after half past 2. If it's quality accommodation you're after, the M&G Hotel Group in Adelaide. They include the Quality in O'Connell, the Comfort in Regal Park, the Comfort in Manhattan, the Greenways, fully serviced apartments, love them up there in North Adelaide, and the Adelaide Pulteney Motel. Owned and operated by Adelaide people, when you phone and book the accommodation or go online, they make sure that you get the best rooms available at the very most competitive rates. Uh, there's free parking available in lots of the locations too. That's a real incentive. To find out more about it, bookings and information at uh, it's simply mghotelgroup.com.au. Okay, it's uh, it's ten to. We're talking about um, lot fourteen down there at the site of the uh, old Royal Adelaide Hospital on North Terrace, prime real estate. And for so long we were speculating, and people were wondering, and nobody seemed to know what the heck would happen to lot fourteen. But gee, the things that are happening seem to be really good. We're talking to the lady who's in charge of the whole project. A big job, uh, Diane Dixon, and uh, she's on the line with us right now. Diane, one of the things that uh, that'll be opening, I'm really pleased to see this will be a uh, an international centre for food and, and hospitality and, and tourism, things that we're so good at in this state. And mm-hmm. uh, this is scheduled to open in about, what, two or three years' time down there? Yeah, we're hoping we're just going into initial design stage at the moment and working with an, a potential operator for how that will come together. Um, and yeah. we're hoping that we'll, we'll start some early work or some construction work later this year um, for it to open late 23, early 24. Yeah, this is, a, as you say, it's an international centre for food and hospitality and, and tourism, uh, things that we, we've done so well for a long time. But, I mean, you need to keep on top of it just to make sure that you're completely up to date with all of the new trends and the fads and the innovations and things like that. Also, there's a, a, a 200 million Aboriginal art and culture centre. Uh, it will be one of the, uh, the premier sites of Aboriginal culture in this state. That's due to open when, Diane? Um, so that should be operational in 2025. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of stakeholders involved with that project and we are doing a lot of work with the Aboriginal communities and we have a, um, an Aboriginal reference group who have been working very closely with, it, with us over the last um, 10 months and we late last year had the announcement of our Aboriginal ambassador, Mr David Rathman, for that project. And so we're doing a lot of work ensuring that what goes into that facility is, is really going to function well and deliver on us being able to, to use the opportunity to not only create something amazing uh, as an international tourism destination, but also somewhere that's really meaningful um, and with real integrity to tell the many, many great stories from the our First Nations peoples, um, and but also to use the amazing collections uh, and talent that we have here in South Australia. When uh, when Lot 14 is fully developed and operational and all aspects have kicked in, I know it's probably a difficult question. How many jobs could it create down there, Diane? Well, the work, the modelling work that we've done based on it being fully completed by about 2028 um, indicates that we'll have at least 6,000 people working, studying, researching wow. here. 
Uh, that yeah. um, it doesn't include the visitors that will be coming in on a daily basis, hopefully, because we create this very attractive, activated um, precinct. And obviously, being so close to the beautiful Botanic Garden and also the other cultural institutions on North Terrace, we're really hoping to package all of these things up together so we can really take everybody up to the next level in terms of getting more um, exposure and, and to be able to promote Adelaide and SA as a place to come and visit. I reckon so. With uh, with potentially 6,000 people, obviously plans have been drawn up and have been given approval uh, for, for parking within the area because it's not easy to park down there. It's not. Uh, we do have a, a multi-storey car park already that was one of the buildings we are con- uh, continuing to maintain uh, from the old hospital facility. We're also um, creating a lot of other ways to travel to the precinct. Obviously, we're on the tram line, but we also have done a lot to ensure that our new buildings that are coming online have facilities for bike riders, that those that walk or run to work, so change facilities. And also, looking, we're working very closely with the City of Adelaide as well in terms of their bikeway connectivity, ensuring that people can move through the site, around the site, and also have access um, from various different means of transport. It's uh, just on nearly five minutes to two. We're talking about what will happen with Lot 14. So much controversy over the years uh, when the, uh, they said the Royal Adelaide Hospital site, prime real estate, what's going to happen to it? Diane, when it's completed, and hopefully it's on time in, uh, in 2028, so we're talking about seven years or so away, um, will you continue in the role or will, you, will your job effectively have been done by then? Um, the, the, the amazing and exciting, I suppose, opportunity with this sort of precinct is that they keep evolving. So what we've got now got in terms of high-tech industry and the, the, the industry strengths that we have here in SA may not be the ones that we have in, in even two or three years' time. Um, so they're particularly in those technology sectors. So it's quite likely that there will be a changing of fo- potentially a change of focus longer term or where we actually mm-hmm. find out where our real niche global strengths are. So these precincts really require that ongoing activation. But government should be able to start stepping out of the role within these sort of precincts as it um, matures in terms of establishing itself, both as a place for people to work and visit, but also that global partners, the larger companies globally, will have hopefully attracted in as well. So you start really making it a strongly established innovation precinct that will then exist and be sustainable over a long period of time. So the involvement becomes very different of what, um, whether it's a role from government or whether it's a role from private entity actually ensure that it takes it forward but uh, the sign of a successful precinct is always in that it maintains its vision and its strategy because it's working all right diane thank you for the time this afternoon congratulations on a big job you've still got years and years to go but uh, so many of us have wondered over the years and we've been hearing nothing but good news about this uh, lot 14 down there on north terrace prime real estate but so much of the good work is about to well you've got another seven years or so to go but diane thank you for the time this afternoon and uh, let's hope we can talk again soon That's uh, Diane Dixon, who's the uh, the project lead for uh, Lot 14 down there on North Terrace.